and we are back. That's right, back again for another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You heard it here first from my brother, Stir Fry Ty. We got a jam-packed episode for you and with you, your boy, Faraz. Tyler, how you doing today, my brother? Woo, my boy, I'm charged up. If you can't see the Who Plug colors behind me, turn on hey. Spotify, turn on YouTube so you can get that video as well as this fire audio we got coming to y'all. Hey. Oh, that's what the fuck. Oh, excuse me. I almost got. <laughs> I'm so charged up. I almost got explicit on the pod, man. That's for the, you know, shouts out to uh, all the under 18 year olds listening to this. Guys, I will not cuss in this or I'll try my best. Not to, so my bad. Anyways, other than that, bro, I'm feeling good like my host, my brother, my partner in crime, Ty, mentioned. I'm charged up, and I'm excited. I'm ready to go for another episode of The Plug. Hey, man, that's what we love to hear, because we talking Pat Bev for THT. You know we're going to break down and get into that big blockbuster deal. And I'm announcing my fandom. That's right, so stay tuned. Okay, I see you throwing it up. Stay tuned. Throwing the L.A. We got a good one, man. Keep it locked. It's the plug. Yes, sir. And now, a message from our sponsors. From the good folks over at EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. You got a low hairline, beard not looking tight, skin looking a little too rough. Need a beard brush? Need any of the above? Plus more. You've come to the right place. Ty, let them know where they've come to. EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. That is EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. They're supporting your boys here, right? They made us affiliates. And in turn, we're telling all the good people about the good products at Evan Alexander Grooming. As my boy Faraz mentioned, those hairlines looking dale and dusty, that beard <laughs> looking patchy and disgusting. Head over to EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. Make sure you guys use that promo code hoop underscore plug underscore. And guys, this is not just a sponsor. The stuff works, okay? I'm a first-hand participant. I'm telling y'all from experience. They're going to get you looking right. Keep you looking tight. Check them out. Get it right. Keep it tight. EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. Hoop underscore plug underscore. Let's go. Yes, sir. All right. And back. To our regularly scheduled programming. You know, trade season is not done. You know, there are moves still happening. It's not too late. You know what I mean? And the Los Angeles Lakers showed us it's not too late to get older. You know? So blockbuster trade. I wouldn't let me let me paraphrase. Not blockbuster. Big trade happened, you know, recently between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Utah Jazz. Ty, why don't you give us a little bit more information about it, brother? First of all, thank you for clearing that up. Patrick Beverly and Blockbuster don't belong in the same (laughs) sentence. (laughs) Unless he's, no, not on the court, but on the stanchion table, celebrating (laughs) with the Minnesota faithful. But the trade, the deal that felt like almost a Blockbuster because we are in a drought in NBA news was Pat Bev to LA for Taylor Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson. So, There's so many angles we got to get into. Pat Bev and Russell Westbrook now teammates. Is this going to be the beginning of a new version of Taylor Horton Tucker? Stanley Johnson was a throw-in. So let's start here. Can uh, Go ahead. Yeah. I feel like whenever we're talking about these kind of situations, there's one person whose name always comes back around. You don't realize it at first. You know what I mean? You may not think about it. You hear Blockbuster... Again, not this situation, but you hear big trade. Somebody got taken advantage of. A team, an owner, a general manager got the the upper hand. 
nine times out of ten, it's nobody other than Dancing with the Devil, Danny uh, Ainge. You mm. know? And this fool did it again. Like, this fool absolutely robbed the Lakers. And I'm sorry if that changes your start point. But, bro, like, that's just something I had to get off of my chest. Like, man, you robbed them. Stanley Johnson was one of their biggest contributors last year. I'm not saying he's a stud. But at the end of the day, you got him and Taylor Horton Tucker, who, again, plays LeBron's position. Potential all-star. You gave him away from Pat Bev? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, this is what happens when Danny Ainge finds another desperate San franchise. <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers fit right in that category next to Minnesota, next to my guys, the New York Knicks. Yeah. Might be picking another team in 30 minutes anyway, <laughs> but that, that, that's what Danny Ainge prays on. He eats them for lunch, and we saw it happen again. Yo, like you said, let's talk about Taylor Horton Tucker, right? Yeah. This was a guy the Lakers were so high on 12 months ago, they refused to put him in a trade for Kyle Lowry. Yeah, that pudgy point guard. <laughs> Kyle Lowry. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just crazy how quick the narrative can change on a player, especially a young one at that, right? Second year, it's like, oh, he's figuring out. He's showing flashes. His second year looked just like his third year, and now everyone's out on him. Yeah. Um, dude, let's keep it a stack. First thing I got to say, when you're second in line and the person in front of you is LeBron, what kind of growth can you have? What kind of development <laughs> can you really have? You know what I mean? But to be honest, at the end of the day, THT by himself was worth more than Pat Bev, if you ask me. I mean, Pat Bev is one of those guys, I think the number one thing he brings is obviously defense, but not so much anymore, is his emotional leadership, right? That, that veteran experience, that's the number one thing Pat Bev brings, in my opinion. He brings intensity for sure, you know, not to knock the guy. But, I mean, when you're comparing the two guys, you have someone who's at the back end of his career who's shown us the best that he can do. THT, man, the guy has shown, you know, flashes of potential greatness. I'm not going to quite say greatness, but potential greatness, you know? Um, and to just off him for, you know, basically a bag of Skittles, like, yeah, I call Pat Bev a bag of Skittles, you know? Because a couple years before, this guy was basically out the league. It's Minnesota that revived him, you know? Yeah, you're right. And that was right after the famous sign. He's just running around tricking y'all <laughs> by his now teammate, Russell Westbrook. But if you're looking at LA, man, it's just, it's just hard to be impressed with what they did here, right? Like, they had a younger, more athletic version of Pat Beverly on their squad 12 months ago. His name was Alex Caruso. He brought all the same intangibles, all the defense, with a little more athleticism. Yep. And you let him walk for nothing. Now you're trading prospects just to get a diminished version <laughs> of what you just had. Yeah, I don't know. It's not a good look. And then you talk about the crisis you have in the front or the uh, backcourt. With Russell Westbrook and Pat Bev both being there, both small guards, both play similarly. I mean, if you ask me, though... Russell Westbrook is much better than Pat Bev. I'm sorry. Like, I, I Russell Westbrook had the worst season of no his doubt. career last year. But Russell Westbrook is Russell Westbrook, and that's Pat Bev. I don't care what the situation is. Pat Bev can't shoot threes. Pat Bev can't spread the floor. Pat Bev I mean, can shoot. Pat Bev, Pat Bev, I, I, just as much shoot. as Russ. No, he can shoot better than Russ. I'm you not going to let that fly. Russ is definitely okay. a better player, but nah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So we'll, we'll let like him have 40%. that one. Or close oh, to shit. It. I'm, I'm actually really putting some stain on his name. So that's my beat. But with that being said, I don't know. My point to say all that is to say this. Like, you didn't really go for something better. I think you were better off instead of flooding this, you know, backcourt. See what's going to happen. Roll the dice again. I mean, no one else is getting younger on that squad. You got yeah. Russ there for 40 mil or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, bro. Yeah. If I was Genie, I'd be like, get his ass out of here. I don't want to pay it. <laughs> but... 
Yeah, you're right. It wasn't for talent. That's not what the Lakers were trying to get at. They were more trying to get for fit. This is a move for fit. And and we're talking about it as if Russ is already gone. Is there any chance in your head that Russ and Pats are teammates for even one day during the NBA regular season? Any chance? You know what's funny? You know, and I, I make some hot takes every once in a while. I think that on the same team, they would be best friends. That's my dog. <laughs> talk about my dog. <laughs> That's my dog. You know what I mean? Like, real talk, bro. I feel like they're the same person. Think about it. Real talk. Like, they're both real-ass people, play basketball 100%. They leave it all on the floor, you know? I think they'd be boys, you know? Yeah, I think you got a point there because you hear everyone talk about Pat Bev and what he's going to bring to this L.A. roster. If you weren't looking, you'd probably think they were describing Russ. Oh, he's going to play and bring it every night. This guy, (laughs) no one's going to outwork him. He's going to be a great, like, yeah. Is that Russell Westbrook or Russell Beverly? I I think you're on to something, bro. (laughs) But I don't think we're going to see it. Unless the Lakers and Lakers management have the stomach to try an all-time bad chemistry experiment in that Laker locker room. Especially after the one they just tried to do. Imagine this, bro. Russ just gave it all. He just got three turnovers. We're in the final four minutes. Darvin Hand takes him out for Pat Beverly. Russell Westbrook is coming out. Pat Beverly's coming in. Oh, God. You know, what's, you know what the first thing Pat Bev is going to say? He's going to look at Russ and be like, just run around tricky up. <laughs> and run back onto the court. He's going to troll him just like that. He's going to troll him. He's like, look who's running back, running around just tricky y'all. It's you, fool. You know? So. And I, I have to say, in Pat's defense, I mean, we kind of been on his side, but I do love the fit for him next to Braun and AD, right? Like, LeBron is point. Yeah. That just means Pat Beverly on offense is going to do the one thing he is average or slightly above average at, and that's spot-up shooting. And then at defense, go ahead, guard 90 feet. Go ahead, do what you got to do. <laughs> Start barking, whatever you whatever you like to do, Pat Bev. <laughs> yeah, you said it. Um, I think that's actually – made a good point now that you mentioned the fit wise of it it's, it's a pretty good fit you know um the question remains right the russell westbrook question what do you do with him you know you can't leave him to command the second unit um second unit isn't you know worth two pennies so on top of that you know it's going to be hard to trade him to off that heavy heavy contract do you hit him with the john wall treatment Oof, I think it has to get bad. I think they run it back and play a couple games before they buy him out. That is a lot of bread. And then let's just finish this off here, right? Uh, Taylor Horton Tucker, Simeon, Chicago kid, same high school as Derrick Rose. Wasn't too sought after, but really made a name for himself once he got his opportunity. Tore up the G League, grinded his way to the Lakers. Where do you think that ceiling is? That's a great question, Tyler. Um, before you can really even assess how good you think this guy is going to be, you got to understand what happened to him. He got lucky, blessed, dare I say, to play with one of the greatest basketball minds of all time in LeBron James. You know, in his limited time, his numbers aren't too shabby, you know. So imagine what a guy who's that young is able to literally LeBron is like, if I knew then what I knew now, young bull, you know what I'm saying? Sit down. I'm going to teach you, you know. So he has two, three years of that under his belt. I think he has the talent to go out and average 20 points a game for a lot of teams. You know, I think he has the opportunity and the talent to do even a little bit more than that. Um, I could even see him being an all-star in his career. So I'm not going to tell you I see him being a prolific 30-point-per-game scorer 
for his career the, the next five seasons, right? But I could easily see him averaging 20 to 22 points a game, you know, this next yeah. season and all. Um, um, maybe a little de- – I'm very close to where you are, right? I don't think he's ever going to be an all-star, but I think he's probably in that 20-point per game. I, I look at him like he can do in the right situation what Karis LeVert did in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. In – a fringe, a play-in team, because they didn't have it back then, but they do now. And on a play-in team, he can be a number two guy. Uh, and that could look like 20 points, 22 points a game and uh, some really good winning basketball. So I'm excited to see it, man. Now he gets the opportunity, the free stage, to show what he can do on the NBA stage. He won a chip. He's got some experience. Like you mentioned, played with some of the best cats to ever do it. Put it all together, man. Show us the, Show us it. Trying to say there, but show the package, brother. Yeah. Hey, yo, oh. no, <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I had to hit you with it. I had to hit you with it. I had to hit you with it. <laughs> oh, gosh, don't worry, we'll cut that one out. Don't worry. <laughs> um, comps, right? Let's let's do comps. Um, for me, let's let's talk about glass ceiling in terms of a comp, and then you know, that dead bottom. Um, let's start with glass ceiling. For me, I think, you know, at his best, THT could be Andre Iguodala. You know, everything goes perfectly for him. I think that's the kind of career trajectory he's going to have skill-wise, the things he's able to do. Ah, it's just hard. He got that finals MVP in there for you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, at <laughs> the same time, the like... Door with, like five all-star appearances. <laughs> now, he got, he got one all-star appearance, right? Oh, really? And I think that was actually with the Denver Nuggets. Oh, I, I thought with he got one with the Sixers. Go ahead, though. Not, I, always thought, I always thought he got one with the Sixers. No, nah, he got one with the Denver Nuggets, right? And then he has the finals MVP averaging like, like 12 points a game, but was playing great defense on Braun. But great defense on Braun is Braun averaging 45. Like, <laughs> he, Braun would average 60 if, if Iggy Dollar wasn't on him. I, I'm just kidding. But I say all that to say this, man. Um, I could see that being his glass ceiling. Like, everything goes perfect, plays his best for the rest of his career. I could see that for him. Uh, bottom... I don't even know, man. I don't even want to slander anybody's name like this. I don't even know who's bottom. Like, how about you? How about you tell he us is, who you think his best, his greatest potential is? Who you? Who's a comp for that? If we're saying greatest, um, hmm, I think his bottom is Kirk Heinrich. I'm gonna say that <laughs> right. impact player. Okay. <laughs> that's not okay that's not the worst bottom to have it's not the worst right? i think we remember him fondly because he was on some good teams but uh you're yeah. right it's not the worst he was a uh, x factor in one of the two k's back in the day so that's that's saying Facts. something <laughs> Facts. Uh, for ceiling i'm thinking like I, I can't get eric gordon out of my head but i <laughs> i i think he could be a little better than that but the game they're both undersized with those long arms it, it, their games remind me of each other a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see that. I see that. It's weird because, like, when you when you think of like bust or worst case scenario, you kind of pair the money with it. And he yep. still has a year left before he can opt out and see. Like, it's not like all right, whoever traded for him are. Uh, Utah overpaid him, and now he cannot live up to the contract. He's still on like five, six million dollars a year. So it's hard to put yeah. that 
overrated label on him yet, but we're going to see, man. I'd be very interested to watch, not Utah, especially if they don't have that <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, but I will be keeping tabs on Mr. Horton Tucker. Saying, you know what we got to like, talk about, bro? Who? In this last seven minutes before our Zoom shows, I don't know. Bro. Who, who, who? <laughs> <laughs> Colin Sexton. What, what? You know, I like to whine a little bit. I, I bitch and moan sometimes. I'm, I'm going to call it how it is about my boy Carmelo <laughs> not having a job when he doesn't have a job. But how does Colin Sexton not have a job right now? Yeah, that's actually insane. Like, what? he's 24. What is going on here? We see that happen to 34-year-olds, but if you're 24, you just average 20 points a game for two seasons in a row, and you can't get a job? And for those who don't remember, Colin Sexton was the guy who once led his college team, I believe it was either high school or college, with four players, because the rest of his team either filed out or injured, and beat a squad with like eight men on the rotation. Four yeah. players. I think he scored something like 60 points. Colin Sexton is an absolute beast, a killer. You know, he's, he's great when it comes to scoring the basketball. He's a great player altogether. The fact that this guy does not have a contract is absurd. Criminal. Yeah, and he has one of the more out there personalities. Like we've seen him huffing and puffing, grunting, playing defense. But whenever something like this happens, my antenna starts to go off like there there must be some sort of message going around spreading in NBA front offices. There there must be something. Maybe he left a bad taste in the Cleveland Cavaliers management's eyes. There there, there has to be something else to this story. Danny Ainge, man, and uh, his name comes back up again, bro. So, you know, the Cavs were in trade talks with the Utah Jazz about potentially getting Donovan Mitchell themselves, and Colin Sexton was to be a part of the package. Now it seems like after the contract negotiations between the Cavs and uh, Colin Sexton have fallen through, Colin Sexton could potentially sign a sign, a sign in, uh, not a sign and trader, just basically sign up front with the Utah Jazz and it'd be a backcourt pairing of Donovan Mitchell and Colin Sexton. What are your thoughts on that? That ain't enough. Not to win I don't think anyone... I don't think... No, it's not enough to keep Donovan Mitchell. And it's too much to tank for Victor Wimbayama. And that Danny Ainge, True. if there's one thing he's made clear in his... I don't know how long career of ripping off NBA franchises. It's that he doesn't like to be in the middle. He likes to be awful... Or in the finals. No in between. Fair. Fair. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, that's one thing. But uh, you said it. Just, just you know, we hope that uh, Colin gets his, you know, contract soon. This man deserves to be in the league. Like you said, he's 24. He's a bucket. Beginning of his career, you know, averaged 20 points per game the last two seasons. Should We shouldn't even be talking about this. So, as most of you know, I am a long-term, long-life Faithful Knicks fan. But today, that changes. Guys, today, in just a few moments, I will be announcing my fandom for the 2023 NBA season. Wishing not only good luck, but fortune to the franchise. I bestow my fandom on. All right. I've got many texts, many DMs. Be a Bulls fan. Be a Wizards fan. Be a Clippers fan. We need you. Well, I'm pleased to say I have made my decision. After long thought, speaking with my family, 
my advisors, my president. (laughs) I have come to a conclusion that this franchise will be my franchise for next season. Ross, you ready? I think so. The hype built enough? Just a, it just a, maybe you could go a little longer. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I have a basketball donning the logo of my new team off camera. And in three seconds, I will reveal said logo. <clears throat> if you will, drum roll. Uh, oh that's no! Right. New York, I got you. New York, what? I got you. Katie's back. I'm back. All right. What just happened? From the grave. <laughs> From the grave. I'm bringing the nest back like Hove. Okay. Hove did. Ty did. Y'all see it. Brooklyn Nets, 2023. I'm home, baby. New York, what? I got you. I love my city. I would never <laughs> let y'all fall. Let's go. Let's ride. Yo. Yo, Ty. What just happened? You went to the arch rivals, the arch nemesi, the cross town nemesi. <laughs> Wrong. I'm New York to the death of me. How could I be upset? Ask one man and one man only. Spike Lee. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. You <laughs> see Spike Lee at the Barclays more than the Knicks. Oh, shoot. You're right. Only when they're playing the Knicks, though. Nah, I'm capping. But nah, you're right, though. You're right. Hey, listen, bro. Congratulations. You've picked a good one. I almost want to say you've picked a winner. Can only admit that after the Bulls are eliminated. If they are eliminated, because I know they're going to win a championship this year <laughs> hey man I, I it was it was a tough decision you know what i'm saying I, like i said i am next to the death of me but katie's back Kyrie's back ben is healthy why not nets start of a new era start of a new era start of a new era damn it's beautiful i could shed a tear for the knicks <laughs> <laughs> So, if you see me at the Barclays, don't be surprised. If you see me wearing black and white, that's nothing unusual. But <laughs> this upcoming <laughs> season, your boy, Tyler, Stir Fry, will be cooking it up for the Brooklyn Nets. I better not see you watching no New York highlights. When I say New York, no Knicks highlights. Better oh, not no, be bringing I didn't up the, the Knicks, Knicks in the press. <laughs> I didn't drop the Knicks. No, no, I, I I'm know, still a I Knicks know. fan, but my second team. Brooklyn Nets. Important that you said second, so the people at home really feel you. You know what I mean? Hey. And uh, are, are you still sticking with your uh, Chicago Bulls? Come on, son. No matter whatever weather, nobody doing it better. And I, sir, am not a fair weather fan. Okay. I'm, not, this, I'm, not, I'm actually, not. Okay, okay. <laughs> I wasn't throwing shade or anything. I just, you know, I'm going to ride with my dogs to the death of me. Unless Steph is in the finals. And you know, it's Steph all day, every day. But not oh, against I the Bulls, of course. It. Ride you know? it to your first round exit, bro. Do it with pride. Let's. <laughs> nah, that's just out of pocket, bro. <laughs> nah, I'm playing. I'm playing. You know the Bulls gonna at least go to the second round this year. <laughs> Actually, don't even know that. I hate to see it. I hate to see it. Ah, ah, Betty. All right. Well, that's gonna do it. Another episode of the Hoop Plug in the Books. 
As for us said on the open, make sure you guys are locked in, tapping in, subscribing on YouTube, commenting, hashtag plug on our socials so you can get a chance at a piece of the pie for the $300 grand prize. All right, y'all. Look us up on YouTube. It's Hoop Plug on YouTube. Hoop Plug on Facebook. Hoop underscore plug underscore on Instagram. Hoop Plug on TikTok. Everywhere you go, it's Hoop Plug, baby. Put some flavor in your ear. You know I got you. Ah. <laughs> Yes, sir. Peace.